five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. This is the Foul Mouth Podcast. Welcome back to the Foul Mouth Podcast. We are live from Duck Camp. I'm your host, Jake Morton, along with my co-host, Denver Hall. What's going on? Trying to get by. Trying to get yeah. by. It's, uh, <laughs> we came to catch up on Surviving Winter Storm Elliot is uh, the title of the podcast today because we spent... We didn't hunt, go hunt like a million days, you know, hunt the thaw and all that stuff like everybody else did. We were stupid, I guess, but we uh, we were out there. You know, we gave it our best shot. We, unlike everyone else in the world, saw that there was a huge, major winter storm coming across the we country. Were the smartest people, you know, and, the only person that and, has a weather app. <laughs> yes, and we literally were like, we're going to hunt. Don't care what's going on. Everyone told us not to. They said we were idiots and we were going to die and freeze to death. Yep. And, uh, well, we're still here, and that didn't happen. Yeah, barely. A lot of things froze. <laughs> what, it wasn't us, but a lot of other things did. Uh, yeah, I think everybody, every duck hunter saw it coming. They were super pumped. Um, a lot of guys weren't going out. I think it was, like you said, you posted it on your story, uh, extreme hunters only. Yep, you know, Hard, crazy hardcore ones, hunters only. The ones that, you know, really just no matter what wanted to get out there, just really even not to just slaughter the birds, but just experience that extreme storm. It was once in a lifetime. For us, that was an extreme storm. You know, you go yeah. up other places. I mean, I'm sure it was extreme where they were, but for a southerner, it's freaking cold. What's the coldest temperature you'd ever been in before then? I don't even really know. I mean, I've been to snow skied Colorado a lot, but it doesn't even feel very cold. But, like, I remember one year we went and hunted when you had that that lily pad Mm -hmm. lease, and it was, like, minus 5, and we walked all the way out to the pit, and everything was froze over. Yeah, drove the side-by-side on the ice. It was two inches thick. And and this time, uh, it was minus 20 wind chill was what it was. And uh, started off a pretty good morning. We went to a spot that we had never been before. This is thir- to start the story. It was Thursday morning. Storm was coming yeah. in across the country. Thursday, it was hitting Arkansas Thursday afternoon. You know, Central Arkansas was hitting it Thursday afternoon. Uh, we hunted Thursday morning before the storm. It was forty degrees. Uh, we had some good hunts. Um, our good hunt to say it was a good time. Um, Coax the birds down. They they didn't land where we wanted them to land. They landed in the worst possible spot. And I'm it, trying to even think where we were hunting, that like where we set up that morning. Same spot off the. Oh, we were in that little cove off the off the channel. Yes. Um, yeah, it was. We got a nice group of probably ten or twelve mallards. You know, talked them to come right down. I mean, maybe or it was just pure luck, one or two. And but they didn't. They missed all of our main decoys and landed <laughs> on the other side. What we were finding was. Around the storm time, they were really getting around that buck brush stuff. Yeah. We didn't take note of it when it happened on Thursday morning, uh, but they all landed right on the other side of that. It was about 12 of them. We had to freaking shoot through a bunch of brush, you know, knocked a couple out of it. I mean, they were all, you know, got down on the water, but... All mallards. Yeah, all mallards was fun. Um, the real excitement came uh, that afternoon. So we were meeting up with our boy, <laughs> Robbie Flack. He's been on here a couple times, and um, y'all know him with more than a calling. Um, we go to meet him at his lease and it was like, we're like, Hey, we're going to meet there at one 30. 
And uh, we were a little bit early to get there at <laughs> 1 o'clock. And he's like, yeah, what? He said, use your binoculars. Watch these other fields. Usually a lot of birds over there. There's a lot of birds are going to have a good hunt. Yeah. And to say a lot of birds, we couldn't really see the water. But what we were seeing in the sky was just we, ridiculous. We had to wait on Robbie for about 30 minutes. And we were sitting over there with our binoculars. And staring we, at and the wrong field. Yeah, we staring, staring at, at the wrong, wrong field. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't quite know which field we were actually going to. And uh, and, and we were like, they were pouring in this were, field. It was, like, mean, it was like when you see a massive snow goose feed. That's what it was. But it was all ducks. ducks. You know, yes. just coming. You could see them from miles and miles away. And they just were headed, you know, one straight yeah. line path. So, I hadn't seen anything like it really. Like, yeah, even not when on we, a rice even, field. Even when we go to like a huge refuge uh, and a sanctuary, and like you see them like floating around, just you know circling and flying and buzzing around, wasn't it? Wasn't that? It was a, a line. You know, literally the back duck had his probably tail feathers on the front of the front, you know, cold <laughs> front, and they were just piling in. So we met up with Robbie about one thirty. Yeah, 145 something like that and then 42 degrees outside yes 42 and we were all we we started walking out to the pit and i mean typically i wear you know thermals under all my stuff but it's 45 degrees and we knew the storm we obviously knew the storm yeah we knew the storm was coming all i wore was like delta wading jacket and a hoodie underneath Mm -hmm. right not a lot not even a good hoodie like but we didn't expect what the storm to hit so hard so fast yes so yeah i had my delta wading jacket the hoodie underneath it yeah that was it we walked we walked out there Literally we, joking. We, looked, we were literally we joking there about the weatherman line because there was no wind. Yeah, we're like weatherman lied, no wind, and we walked out there and threw out decoys. The only thing we did was throw out decoys mm-hmm. because uh, we had to pick them up later. But um, walked out there and we're like, guys, I don't know where the wind is. Yep. And we got to the pit, started throwing out decoys, and it started sleeting. Yep. And Instantly. then the forty mile an hour wind kicked in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get in that pit just to get out of the wind. Yeah. It was like it was literally trying to blow us over. Yeah. And uh, the the ducks did not care about the decoys at all. They probably couldn't even see them with the sideways wind. Yes. Or in the sleet and snow, whatever the heck it was. And so the the it was a I think it was a bean field, and it was um in an area where it was like three feet lower than the rest of the field and so there was like this drop off to get to the to the bean field that we were hunting you had to walk down a little small levee and the ducks were just trying to get into i mean i don't know who it's maybe 50 acre flooded bean field or something like that and the ducks were just doing everything they could to get to the farthest i guess the south end they were where they was trying to get out of the wind trying to get out of the wind on the very far edge and they were coming in in the groups of a hundred at a time yeah you know just these massive flocks of birds we ended up that day, uh, we shot some spoonies. Okay, in a we got, it got so cold, so fast, such strong wind that I walked L back to the truck because I oh, was yeah, like, that's right. I was like, man, forget this because we were going to move out of the pit and go hunt that end because they were just trying to get in there yeah. in the hundreds. And so I was like, well, if we're going to sit out there in the open and get beat by this one, I was like, got to take the dog. Yeah. So take L back. We went and ended up laying on the levee, mm-hmm. and uh, which was super nice. Man got out of the wind, yep. and I was like, this is how people freeze to death. I think we shot into two groups, maybe. Like, yeah. I know I got that. I it, shot that the, one. The ducks, what was really tricky was the timing of mm-hmm. getting the ducks, because we no point in calling. Yep. The ducks couldn't, could hear care, could, couldn't hear us. And um, the trickiest part was the timing, because you could see the birds coming at you, and they would take... 20 freaking minutes to get you know 50 yards because they were flying in a 40 mile an hour wind and um so you know shot a few shot some spoonies shot a gadwall i think Mm -hmm. and then we ended up going back to the pit and the coolest part about that whole experience 
was watching the migration happen right before our eyes. We probably had spent an hour and a half. We maybe saw 10,000 ducks. Mm -hmm. And, uh, which is, you know, that like, it's one thing for us to see, you know, be on big water or something and see 10,000 ducks. Like, you know, be like, dude, there's a thousand ducks rafted up over here and stuff. But seeing 10,000 birds just flying out of the sky and uh, just pouring in, mixed in with snow geese, mixed in with Canada's. We saw everything. And, uh, on just, waves and waves just trying to get literally just it was literally it, as you would imagine you know you had this envision of oh well the storm front comes in and the ducks ride the winds you know down here the literally. cold north wind coming <laughs> that blows down from the north ducks come right on like that was legitimately happening they just were getting up in the sky and just literally going down with the wind yeah and then just trying to get down and get out of the storm it was it was awesome to see when I mean, we didn't have like you know we didn't just totally beat the brakes off of them but just seeing the whole experience yeah. was amazing so then we leave um you know you're missing the worst experience oh yeah we had to pick up if, if robbie's such a great guy follows the rules he's like no we pick up our decoys every time we put them in the pit and we didn't have any gloves let's no. just say if this was jake and never's club okay <laughs> the decoys, the decoys wouldn't there. still be out there <laughs> yeah it was uh that was miserable picking up those decoys yeah uh, robbie did it like a champ never even took a break because he had gloves yes and wusses <laughs> and like went over to the side and like put our hands in our pockets for a bit but yeah, we left. Um, couldn't see each other on the way back. No, I mean it was blizz- blizzarding. Couldn't see the truck. It was four hundred yards. No, away. it was miserable. That was miserable. I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. Honestly, uh, <laughs> I really did. No lie. Like just the cold and like just you know beers are freezing up. Uh, but we get in there. We part ways. Robbie goes home. Takes him like three hours to drive back to Memphis. You know, should have been an hour and a half drive. Uh, we get our ho- we get our hotel. Oh, what key, are we missing now? Key point. Which part? We drove back. We left my truck at a friend's oh, yeah, house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Denver, his driveway's kind of tricky to turn in and out of with the boat. And we had backed my truck in with the boat. Left it <laughs> and, his, at, and, uh, and left it there. Yep, TN10, and, yep. And uh, I walked over to the truck. Denver went ahead and drove on because we were he was going to get our hotel for us because we were smart enough not to sleep in the trucks that yeah. night because it was going to be so cold. And so went ahead and got – and most of our stuff was wet. We needed to dry it out. So yeah. Denver goes and gets the hotel, and I call him. I said, buddy, we got a problem. <laughs> um, I said, my truck's got a flat tire. And I was like, no big deal. NASCAR pit crew over here, you know how I am. <laughs> I carry every tool that you need in my truck. <laughs> and um, So in the uh, midst of winter storm, yes, yeah, in the midst of winter storm, it was 40 mile an hour winds it was already minus 11 it was snowing at this point and i could not get the spare tire to drop down (laughs) out of my f-250 and i said i'm not freezing to death right here and so i pulled my grinder and a sawzall out and i cut the tire from underneath my truck because i just i was like i will die here if i don't do this well this was the i think this is the beginning of the season where the truck and boat problems yeah oh yeah this is a major truck and (laughs) it's a turning it's a turning point in the season and so it took me an hour and a half to to change this tire and you know i I told denver i was like (laughs) <laughs> the the you know if anyone had changed gone to the hotel yes he'd already I'd gone to the hotel shower, and uh, it, off, yeah he was like at what, what point do I come go you know double check <laughs> on him and but we talked on the phone a few times yep. and uh, I was telling him that. It, you know, you never really when you change a tire, it's already nerve wracking, especially when you're dealing with a six thousand pound truck yeah. like mine. Like it's huge. You know, two thousand pound wouldn't kill you, but six thousand pounds would. Right, well, you know? yeah, oh, well, definitely, it's definitely killing you. But like you go, 
well, you know, I dropped my Jeep one time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so, uh, you just go, when you change a tire, you go, there's so many things that could go wrong that could just be devastating yep. bodily to you. And when it was snowing and it was minus 11, 40 mile an hour winds, and I'm out there stuck in it. And I go, if this truck were to just fall right now and not even on me, just land on my hand, just obviously <laughs> it would break my hand and I just get trapped right here. I'd freeze to death before anybody found me. And that, that thought ran in my head for an hour and a half until I got the tire changed. Yep. And so I get the tire changed, go over there. It's 85 degrees in the hotel room when I get there. Cause Denver's trying to dry out all of our stuff. Cause I left all my stuff in his truck. Thankfully, thankfully, and then we went to go. Well, we go to the so we yeah we we go eat dinner and all that. Everything's just freezing up. It's getting freaking cold as crap. Um, and um, we were we were assured our spot was going to be good banger in the morning. And we go to the boat ramp where we we had checked everything, but we didn't check the river gauge, and it was on the decline just slightly. Yes. And we knew this certain gauge, like hey, at this at this foot marker, when it hits you know ten feet you know it it's good to put in and when it's below that you can't put in well we didn't look but it was at 99 nine. we didn't you know and apparently at 99 nine, you cannot put it you know less yeah. especially my truck boat but before that we couldn't even get you know your motor everything oh, yeah. about it was locked we, up we pulled up uh to the ramp so this is just a reference for how cold it is i went out to go start my truck the that morning and uh and the diesel needed to warm up you know so i was like dude it's cold and so i bought some coffee the night before and i just left it sitting in, in my cup holder in my truck frozen solid yep. all the way through and i mean it had been there six hours well, right? i left you know i fixed coffee at the hotel room yeah when we got out of the truck hunting which we got up pretty early it was already frozen solid in the yes. styrofoam cup all in, the way through, like in, not even any liquid, just a oh yeah. block of ice. So we drive to the boat ramp and we get there. And the first thing I do is, you know, two stroke don't really like to start. So I yep. like to spray a little bit of starting fluid in there, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, <laughs> we'll pick juice, up, yeah. you know, pick it up. And so, uh, I put a cowling cover off to start it. And, uh, and I, uh, usually cause my carburetors are exposed, I'll kind of open that throttle a little bit, yep. kind of really spray that stuff <laughs> in there. And especially with it being that cold. And, uh, I went to go open the throttle, man, grab that tiller handle frozen solid. <laughs> and, uh, and Denver was like, you know, you're like, why don't we pour boiling water yeah. <laughs> on it? And I go, well, it just refreeze, yeah. you know? And so, um, so then we were down to one boat and we're like, okay, yeah. we're going to take your boat. Well, first. My boat wouldn't crank either. You couldn't get was, the plug in either. Cause yeah, the plug, the plug yeah, that's right. The, all the water that was pouring out of the boat, just frozen solid. So at first I spent five minutes, you know, with a screwdriver trying to pick the ice out of yeah. the plug hole, uh, frozen solid. The funniest thing was it's the whole time we were there. There was another truck and boat sitting over by us and there were guys like standing in the back of the truck they were all gathered around one little buddy heater yeah and i went and talked to him while you were working on the boat and i was like uh what are y'all doing yeah and they go oh you know our their tiller handle froze on their gator tail and so they were trying to thaw it out and uh they're like but uh yeah we've actually never been here before and i was like what a freaking day (laughs) to choose to to go like this is the day where you die like if you fall (laughs) in you you will literally die there's so many ways you could die today because guys were coming out of you know out of anywhere to go you know there was the extreme guys just showing up out of the woodworks you know Uh, but yeah so we worked on my boat you know the battery was was so cold it wouldn't even turn the motor over and we were trying to pull start it and we probably spent 15 minutes at the boat ramp 
finally get it to crank and we let it sit there and run you know with no water in it with no water in it minutes, yeah you know? you're like is that bad for it and i go it's not burning up yeah, today it's, cold <laughs> it's so cold uh and so then we finally get the boat running and uh, we have all these mallards sitting on our boat from yesterday <laughs> and it had sleeted and snowed and frozen solid and i go i'm like well we need to get these ducks out of the boat we can't go into the woods with you know dead ducks we gotta take them out frozen solid stuck to the boat it was like licking you know putting your tongue on the flagpole to the extreme <laughs> they were stuck so hard uh when i grabbed them they would just just rip in half you know like i picked up one and the feet would just pull right off i mean I, the whole body to the core frozen solid i didn't have the, the pleasure boat. of seeing that happen <laughs> and so i walked over to the boat and there's like a quarter of a mallard yeah, it was just, there, like just the green head and his, his shoulders <laughs> and i was like dude was something eating on our ducks at the at the motel last night yeah. and and you're like oh i ripped it in half i was like why would you do that he's like what do you mean to do yeah, that? Like, i tried to scrape them up they just destroyed like just ripped yeah that was ridiculous so that's it was that was that cold disaster but so then we're finally trying to put in it would just barely opened up some guys had already broken up and, it, and the boat ramp had already frozen back by the time we we're putting our boat in there and i'm i'm on the boat jake's in the truck i'm like pull up you know no go to the right yeah, go, go to the left yeah the he right. was giving me directions and finally got out and i go you want to do it like i was like i don't understand what's going wrong what the water had dropped so we had talked to uh we've met some local guys around there and stuff that have hunted there for 30 yep. years and they said yeah man at you know 10 feet you can't put in yeah because that's and, like what are they low, call lower improved boat yeah ramp, it's a know? it's a primitive boat <laughs> ramp. Primitive yes. boat ramp. So it gets so no work it's, you know? it gets nothing done to it and uh, honestly i was surprised it even had gravel on it yeah and um it, they told us that you couldn't put in there less than 10 feet it's basically it's a less crowded place to put in and it's closer yeah. to where we were going so it yes. was going to save us a lot of time uh and you know easier ride and we we, bro- we intended to bring two boats even though it was just me and you hunting so we had a safety net you know on the yes. coldest day of the year if we had a boat issue we and, uh, you know it's more the, likely for us to not and the problem you know, was the boat was frozen yeah boat was frozen <laughs> so like all this effort and here we are with one boat you know yeah. and we find so we, we we can't get the boat in so we have to pull out we have to drive 10 12 minutes to another boat ramp uh, go put in and of course freaking crowded you know and uh, it was fun though because like we're out there man this is the most extreme day of the year most people think we're crazy the and guys we are a bunch of the guys dogs. that we saw with the exception of those guys that i was talking about earlier uh every time one of them i look at them i go hard hardcore yep. duck hunter like they're, they're those were all guys that uh hate to put it like this but but all are slightly willing to put their lives on the line to kill ducks <laughs> yeah and because that's what it was I they mean, were going out there in the most extreme weather and like it was yeah know, I, I mean i think for the most part like people talk about how crazy it was but you know let's be realistic like we are out there in pretty cold temperatures a lot yeah. and like we've experienced getting cold and we don't like it and so we've invested into gear that we've tested so it wasn't like our first time going out in the cold yeah you know weren't the uh, the you know the broke college guys showing up unprepared you know like we (laughs) were prepared you know it's like for the most part i did not really get cold i after we left that day that actually the day before before even then um i told i told you i said somebody tells me that that you sitka is it's just a name brand you know they don't make quality gear and stuff i was like i'm starting to fight with them I'm punching them right in the mouth <laughs> <laughs> i was like that's ridiculous because we, we would have literally froze to death no if, i'm not naming the other brand name stuff that i've got but it, if i had worn anything with my sitka stuff i firmly believe i'd have well, froze to death the the gore-tex material on yes. the windproof jacket hands down maybe there's other jackets that are as good but i'm telling you one one thing money well spent the delta know? waiting jacket 
every penny was the, worth the it. like this hoodie thing like you could probably get another hoodie. this isn't like anything superior I'd no say. but like the, the delta hoodie. waiting jacket yes the delta waiting jacket you know superior you know all other things may be comparable but um but so you know went out there with quality gear so like you're not really unless you have an accident you know it's just it, a cold day like that just makes the margins like makes an a mistake or an accident deadly you know very you know high risk you yeah. know so if you fall in high risk so like when you're 30 minutes away from a boat ramp somebody yeah. falls in and then you can't get the boat started you're in big big trouble yeah so like that's so so we get out there we, we didn't thankfully we didn't have any trouble getting down there boat was cranking running like a champ mallards you know, everywhere yeah, we could literally they were they i guess they were just we, so i tried cold. To, i stood up and tried to grab one while we <laughs> yes. were driving past uh, perfect time to fall in uh, but like if we had had a fish now you could have caught we could have caught our limit flying it or riding in there i guess it was so cold they just didn't want to get up no they didn't and, care that we were coming i mean they literally like were, we were almost bumping were literally two to three feet from us when they would yeah. finally get up because yeah. they were like oh we have to get up you know? yeah we were bumping them uh so we go back to a spot that we know is a good spot and uh we get there and uh we jumped up a few ducks out of it uh we have a hard time getting you know everything was frozen our bags were frozen we couldn't get the zippers open to get the decoys out <laughs> you yeah. broke a zipper yeah i get there and the motor dies and like we hit the prop hits right we're two feet from three feet from the bank the motor dies and then the battery's dead and it won't crank it and so and then we couldn't get the cowling off the, the cowling cover off the boat because it, it was, was frozen, frozen. and then we had a we have the emergency paddle because we actually have a paddle now and uh and i was trying to paddle us ashore and we like couldn't yeah. get anywhere like yeah, it, was it was ridiculous just, it was crazy crazy cold everything you know water you know we had the cowling cover off 30 you know 20 minutes prior but just the water splashing up yeah. on the back of the boat um you know would freeze you know we the literally the propane canisters freezing <laughs> you know, you know the, when we run the buddy heater because yeah. we ran the buddy heater you know those propane cylinders get cold mm -hmm. and we were pulling them off i swear to you they were warmer <laughs> when they were when i pulled them out of there than they were then the exterior air yeah was. like it when you grab that any metal object if you were touching it with your bare hands was unbearable it's the really. only day this year i brought two pairs of gloves yeah it was pretty i mean it was just insanely cold for what we were expecting and uh i mean the hunt was nothing the nothing great you know we that we saw a decent amount of birds but they were just like i don't know where they were coming from and they were just getting down on the channel yeah. and they were just tucking in and hiding out and the they only real shot where we were was before shooting light yeah. we didn't shoot but yeah. like we you know yeah, we, we probably we, had 50 of them come in yeah and and uh, uh and at, past that all the ducks were wanting to tuck in to all the all the, the bug brush stuff and yes. we didn't have any bug brush in front yeah. of us and so when we that's a hindsight that's something yeah, that you know that's that. a learning experience yeah so when we're 65 and the storm comes through again we can give it to, all the way to, to the your alphabet. son and yeah and, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll be like man y'all go y'all go shoot him in the face you yeah. know but and uh, tell us how it is and get near the buck brush so we we finally decided to leave uh, and um uh, I didn't want to leave. Jake wanted to. Jake was ready to go. He's like, "We're not gonna. We're just not gonna happen right here. We're not in the right spot." Look, you got to know when to hold them. And you got to know when. Yeah, to with, you know, my thing was it was the coldest day of the year. It was the most exciting hunt. We and most anticipated hunt of the season, I, I would yeah. say. And we dipped out early with really, you know, the cards didn't play out like we hoped they would, and uh, and so we were. I was kind of pissed off. Now and, and as we're driving out, you know, we're just kicking up ducks left and right. Yeah, and I'm just like just freaking, you know, mouth and under my breath i'm like well it shouldn't be freaking late we should be and jake's like look they're not going to come right back here they're just going to fly over there until somebody else dumps them up yeah and of course while we were kicking ducks up we were kicking them up to this other group and they were banging on them and um 
it was frustrating, but you know, it's just it was it was just is what it is. But um, really, we get out. Uh, the story doesn't end there. We we leave. I wish uh, it did. <laughs> yeah, I wish it did. But my power tilt and trim went out. Uh, it froze. The power tilt and trim froze and, and ruptured. And ruptured. And so I have no power tilt and trim now. So I just ride with whatever the motor just wants to be at. You know. Uh, so that was really the only major injury on my end. You know. Then you had uh, continuous truck problems. The yeah. Rest of the so way. we left the ramp. We went back and got my truck because we left it at another ramp. Yep. And so. <laughs> <laughs> you go driving this story and alone could be like a two-hour story this so is a great story yeah i'll condense it <laughs> so we go driving drive about 10 miles i'm talking to my dad the whole time we drive down this road that's like total ice and i start feeling the truck do something weird but i figured maybe it was just on the ice and and it was just kind of being odd and stuff well we make this one <clears> turn and i called you and because we were just gonna chit chat and stuff and um we're driving down this road in Arkansas, and uh, and I and and just all of a sudden, the truck died out of yep. nowhere. And but it, it it I've had fuel pump problems in the past, so I I figured that maybe that happened. <laughs> we're on the phone. I go dead in the water, dude. I'm I'm dead in the water. <laughs> like and so I was going maybe 55, threw that thing in neutral, pulled off on this little field road uh, off the highway, and uh, and you swung around and came back, and uh, you know the the. I, first, I mean, you got there, I already had the hood up, you know, yeah. like I knew what I was looking for and stuff. Problem is, it was negative 12 outside, yeah, you know, 20 death. mile an hour winds. We're in know, the middle like, of Arkansas, nothing to yeah, stop it. Yeah, there was, yeah we were like right, right next to two fields. Like there was <laughs> yeah. no, nothing blow, blocking the wind. And so we tried about four or five different things, maybe worked on it 30 minutes and stuff. And um, got started one time, remember? Yep. And past that, couldn't get started again. And just, uh, I was like, man, I think I know what the problem is, but but I can't fix the problem here and stuff. I mean, I was underneath the truck. Like, I was getting in and out of Denver's <laughs> truck because it was still running, and I needed warmth. And we ended up leaving my truck sitting in that field <laughs> and uh, called my dad. And uh, he's going to listen to this, and he's just, all right, he's shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and called him, and I was like, man, I, I don't know what the deal is. And uh, he's like, because we're close to our friend's, yeah. Uh, duck club and i was like we're gonna try to tow it over there problem is denver's got a boat on the back of his truck and and you know nobody wants to leave their boat laying just anywhere mm-hmm. in arkansas and so our plan did you hear yeah. <laughs> gosh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> well, no, i go over there to the to the duck camp to try to leave my boat and uh, unhook it and uh we had the way the boat ramps are they're so shallow i guess yeah. you have to back your truck like all the way yeah into the water like all four wheels in the water because uh, it just doesn't drop off real steep it's just real long and shallow and so the entire boat trailer in the rear bumper had all the, already been the underwater, whole mechanism and everything was just solid ice so like yeah. nothing would unhook you know had no blowtorch had nothing to get it undone so could i called jay I said, man ain't nothing i can do i can't get this trailer off yeah like, it's here till the ducks so out. we left my truck sitting there <laughs> And we drove in and to we gotta uh, think this is Friday. This is the day before this Christmas is two Eve. yes, this is December twenty third. Yeah. And my dad yeah. had already told me a thousand times not to ruin his Christmas by dying <laughs> while duck hunting yeah. on the twenty third. And then right. you were you were planning on uh, taking your boat and going and getting in line yep. on Christmas Day after Christmas dinner. Yeah. You were gonna head out and go get in line for the twenty seventh. 
and all these all these ideas of you know all hunting, the plans out the, the window. Pre- yeah, next week, yeah, gone. And I was already kind of planning on hunting like a you know hunting that Tuesday with you, and then I was going to take off because we were planning on going on this yeah. duck trip first week of January, and so yeah, everything's like just totally falling apart. You know, we're like, dang, here we are again, about to get a truck towed out of Arkansas. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've done that before. Yeah, you're not a real duck hunter unless you've had a truck towed out of <laughs> yeah, Arkansas. Truck towed or you know boat uh, destroyed. My dad came and got me. Yeah. Or uh, he no, came. No, we we met halfway. Yeah. And then he and I went back, towed my truck over to our buddy's house, and uh, pulled, uh, uh, just left the truck there to tow the duck boat home because there was ice all over the roads. And because we contemplated just pulling the truck and trailer together, and it, there was just so much ice. I was, I was like, <laughs> we will die. Someone will die. Yeah. Whoever's in my truck, which will be me, will die. So when did you go back? What day did you go back to? Just so we truck? left. Oh, was, it was it Monday? Well, I originally, I got up. So we have an old uh, Ford excursion that mm-hmm. my family's had for years. It's got three hundred something thousand miles on it. Um, my dad was like, "Hey, drive this." That's where he came and got me in because he—that's really the only thing to pull my truck because it's built on the same chassis yeah. and stuff. And so on Christmas Eve, I managed to get my brother to agree to go with me and stuff. And uh, he's a great brother, right? And uh, and I was like, "Hey, man, will you go over there with me? I need to tow this thing back. Um, I'm going to rent a uh, like a car dolly uh, from an undisclosed uh, <laughs> place. And, uh, cause, and I told them that I was towing a Ford Fiesta with it. <laughs> and um, I walked outside go to start the excursion and it just clunks oh, yeah, that's, and it wouldn't start the backup vehicle was yeah down. the backup vehicle was down and uh emily told me my girlfriend she was like i don't understand why you're in such a bad mood it's christmas eve and i said babe i got a truck stuck in arkansas and i got a backup truck that won't start <laughs> i was like I, I don't need to talk about my mood right now yeah i was about yes yes my whole business revolves around me driving and so um Christmas Day, you know, comes at, at the truck still sitting over there, whatever. <laughs> Happened to, to to get home on Christmas, maybe around two o'clock. I walked out there the excursion. We thought the battery was dead yeah. originally. The starter was froze. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and so walked out there dude started i was so excited and that was christmas so you went over there and that got was it christmas. christmas no i went over the next day christmas or the day after christmas boxing yeah. day and um and i i texted our buddy and i said hey man i i i'm going over there he told me he's like well i'm i'm headed over there too so my brother still went with me went and got my toe dolly for my ford fiesta <laughs> and uh and we drove over there and uh me zach and uh our buddy e was already there and so uh we get there everything's fine <laughs> that we're we're about to we try to start the truck battery's dead as could be on the f-250 we try to start the truck and um nothing happens in fact it's so dead that i rolled the window down at one point we even had two sets of jumper cables on it because i got two batteries nothing happened <laughs> and um uh we I, I go get the excursion i'm gonna back the dolly up we're gonna put the truck on there and it pops a spark plug out <laughs> of its one of its 10 cylinders right there and um so we eventually took six tries eventually got the f-250 loaded up on there and my brother and i drove about a hundred miles home with uh nine cylinders out of ten and uh 
It sounded like it runs on Steam, dude. <laughs> this is the video my mom sent me <laughs> that I guess somebody at your parents' house that, took. And that noise is that, the That noise is the 10th <laughs> cylinder, the back right cylinder making that noise. And <laughs> <Because> so... <laughs> Dude, so funny. And so I, I, I got home. My mom said that to me because somebody sent it to her, and she said, "Poor Jake." Yeah, uh, we get we we get there. I was dying, we we, dude. we I, I get I get home. I kicked my brother out at, at at like his neighborhood, and because I just couldn't, I couldn't really stop. I had so much momentum, and I couldn't like snake through the neighborhood yeah. and stuff. And I was like, "Get out!" Yeah. And then we stopped at a red light, and uh, and so I couldn't go over fifty five the whole way home. Yeah, I mean, so uh, brutal. Huh? Well, what was most scary was towing. Even if that hadn't happened, towing my truck on a tow dolly <laughs> that it doesn't fit on by the way it was not supposed to fit on there we had to let, to let yeah we had to let air out of the front tires just to get the straps covered total disaster and uh, yes couldn't get any worse all that just for the diesel to be froze up right yes the diesel had frozen <laughs> up in my truck and and it thawed it was all done thawing if i had two brand new batteries when we were in arkansas right then we could have swapped the tow dolly around put the excursion on the tow dolly and just drove my truck home and and pulled it all the way there it would it would have been a lot of fun but i was he ended up having to replace the alternator like two days later. All that just to go kill a few. Just, just, just for some green so now, duckies. Now talk about when we when we hunted the thaw. Oh, we didn't. <laughs> That's Man, what we should have been doing. There were some people. It. So, um, you know, I'd intended to go to a WMA and stuff and, and go hunt. And one of my buddies sent me a video, Matt Hughes. And uh, he, they were cutting through two inches of ice. Couldn't, couldn't. He said they didn't cut a feather off the ducks. Yeah, that and, looked uh, pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, it looked like another it, area. It, I mean, you're gonna go, you're gonna, just, you're gonna destroy stuff when you do that stuff. Yeah, right? like, like, like you don't, like that's stainless steel prop out there. Yeah, you know, yeah, we hit logs all day with it and stuff. You put it in ice like that, you're either breaking the motor, or you're breaking the prop. Something's that's, breaking. Or you yeah. know, my power tilt and trim. I mean, that was extreme condition. But that's twelve hundred dollar, you know, break right yeah. there. So that was. I'm sure the guys, you know, a lot of guys, I think just totally hammered them when things started to thaw out. I heard a lot if you of were in really the right cool spots. stories. There were, the some, right spots. there were some places where guys... I mean, some thaw- guys destroyed them on Friday. I mean, the guys that were down the uh, stream for us, like when we pulled back around, I saw them, they had their whole truck bed full of mallards. Uh, so, I mean, there's guys out there that were killing them. And, you know, you got to be in the right spot. You, but you can't, you know, you're definitely not going to kill them if you're not out there. So that's what we can't like kill to, them from the couch. Can't kill them on the couch. And so that's why we're here. We're back at it. We're still grinding. We're back, we're back at duck camp with no power tilt and trim. And, you know, we're, uh, my power tilt and trim's leaking. <laughs> yeah, his, his is leaking and we're piecing things together, but we're making it work. You know, we were out here shooting ducks in the face in the timber, in the timber today. So like that was a lot of fun. We can't, you know, can't complain about that, but we said, I think we were going to keep it at 25, 30 minutes, but this is a, uh, Hope y'all got out there for Winter Storm Elliot. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was a true survival kind of kind of situation. We it was really, a lot of fun. We I hope really we get wanted one. to see how much stuff we could actually. I wish we could up. get one of those every year. That's an experience. And now you know. Now we know what to expect I mean, next time. We would. Smash I'm sure them. you know. I know there's guys that listen to this. Minnesota, North Dakota. Thinking we're a bunch of wusses. On yes, our, on dude. They're like we hunt in this every yeah. day. You know, like <laughs> but for us it was an experience. We're going to get. I've never. That, I've never been in weather that cold. Yeah, that yeah. no, was great. But good luck to all y'all. Hope y'all uh, tore them up. If so, send us some pictures. We'd love to see what some real duck hunters look like, but uh, good luck to everybody. We'll see y'all soon. Yep. Catch y'all at the ramp.